What's going on? Hey, Janice is here. And Beth and Julie, Cheryl, Lynn. Oh, Mary Grace is on. What's up, Mary? Brooke Megar is on. What's going on, people? <clears throat> hello from Ohio. Hey, hello from Phoenix area. <laughs> Greetings. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to get some names here. Now the chat is going so fast. Lee is on here and Cynthia is on here. All the usual suspects who want to learn a little bit about how to live the fullness of the life that God has uh, given us. How to walk it out. It is uh, Ohio, Texas, North Carolina, SoCal, Virginia Beach, Utah. Hey, everybody. All right. It is not Supernatural Saturday, but I'm going to do a Supernatural scope this morning, this afternoon for some of you, uh, because there was massive interest in the testimony that I posted on, uh, on Twitter yesterday about um, this guy who got healed of cancer. And I, I, don't, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. But healing cancer is not all that difficult if you have a strategy that works, right? And I struggled for a long time to see cancer healed. And once um, the Lord showed me a strategy, that works, it became a pretty, pretty regular thing. Actually, we, we get reports, testimonies back from people, a lot of people who, see, who are uh, healed of cancer. Uh, but it's, it's really a matter of developing a strategy, of asking the Lord to show you something for a specific condition that is going to work. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that this morning, because cancer is uh, second to heart disease is the number two killer in America, right? Healing, basics of healing. And I have friends who have theological differences with me. They don't agree with my perspective on God. They don't agree with my teachings, and that's fine. Uh, but I have, I have a lot of testimonies of, from people that have been healed. I've seen miracles, thousands of them before my very eyes. I've seen lots of people healed. And uh, this is a very biblical, this, is, this should be Christianity 101. It should be Christianity 101. It's really that simple. So I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 10 and just do a real quick reading. And this is Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. When he, Jesus, had called the 12 disciples to him after he had prayed and all night, and the Father showed Jesus who he should choose as disciples. He called the twelve disciples to him. He gave them power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. And then it goes on to name the name of the, the twelve apostles, the twelve disciples that he chose. Right? And then he sends them out. These twelve he sent out, commanded them, saying, Do not go the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter the city of the Samaritans, 
Go to the lost sheep, the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So they were going to go and heal the sick and cast out demons. And they were going to demonstrate the realities of the fact that the kingdom of heaven had come. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely receive, freely give. Uh, all right, so that is his commission to the twelve. Now, I'm going to go real quickly to Luke 9. It's a parallel passage, but it kind of just summarizes that whole thing a little bit more, more briefly. Luke 9, chapter one, or, sorry, verse 1 says, He called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He gave them two things. He gave them power. He gave them authority. All right. Over demons and to cure diseases. Power and authority. All right. Healing, deliverance, miracles. Right. Two different things. So I wanted to do read one more thing for you real quick. So he, he sent out the 12. They went out. They cast out demons. They healed the sick. They came back. They gave a testimony of what they had seen. Uh, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, don't rejoice that the demons uh, obey you. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Right? So then he sent out the 70. And then after he died and was resurrected and he appeared to them, Acts chapter 1, he's, uh, the disciples were to, gathered together. And it says that being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, they, as they come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father has put into his own authority. For you shall receive power... Uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and, and, and you shall be my witnesses uh, into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. All right? So he told them to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit would come. They would be endued with, he said, you'll be endued with power from on high in, in another passage. All right, so power and authority. Healing and miracles and deliverance is an issue of power and authority. When you are filled with and baptized with the Holy Spirit, you receive power, the power of God. The same power that created the earth and the universe, that power lives in us. Working creative miracles is an issue of releasing that power. Just release the power. Put your hand out and, you, and the power of God flows out of you through faith. That's the trigger. Your body is like a vessel of power and you open the vessel and the power flows out when you believe. To those who believe, all things are possible. Uh, Matthew 17, they try to cast out a demon. Lord, why could we not cast out this demon? Jesus said, because of your unbelief, lack of faith. If you believe, if you have faith, that when you put your hand on that person, that the power of God is going to leave your body and create a miracle or heal them, it'll happen. When you have faith, faith is confidence. 
It is confidence that what you read in the Bible, what Jesus told you, is actually going to happen. It's confidence. It's faith. It is the confident assurance of what God said and that it's going to happen. And I had a lot of difficulty when I first started praying for people to be healed because I was begging God to heal people. And I, I did that for three or four months. Never saw anybody healed. Begging God, oh, Lord, if it's your will, please heal this person. Never saw anybody healed. Uh, I had to renew my mind to the truth, and I had to start believing and trusting and developing a little confidence that that person was actually going to be healed. And I learned about authority and I learned about power. Now, let's talk about authority. Power is releasing, letting the power of God flow out of your body and into uh, sick people and, and they receive a creative miracle or healed of it, sickness or whatever. Authority is, is different. Authority is an issue of knowing who you are as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, as a child of God. It's, it's an issue of knowing your identity, knowing who you are. That's what it is. It's knowing your identity. And authority is, is bestowed upon someone by another person who has authority. A king appoints ambassadors because the king is the ultimate authority over his kingdom, and he can appoint ambassadors who represent him. The Apostle Paul said, we are ambassadors of Christ. We are his representatives here in the earth. So we are ambassadors of God. We are his representatives. We, he has given us authority to represent him, to manifest, make known to the world his kingdom, his goodness, his love, his compassion, his power, his mercy, his desire for us to be healed and live a prosperous life, manifesting the kingdom. He's given us authority to represent him before people who don't know him. All right. So authority is often used to cast out evil spirits and demons. Authority can also be used to cast out or remove things that are not supposed to be there. Uh, you can remove evil spirits, but you can also remove tumors. You can remove bacterial infections. You can remove a disease. You can remove... Uh, gross masses, you know, if somebody has a cerebral mass or they've got some uh, anatomical structure that is not supposed to be there, all right, anything that is not supposed to be there, you can use authority and command it to leave, right? Same thing with deliverance, but it works for, for other things too. And authority is really powerful in removing tumors and cancer. That's just been my experience. Now, Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself, but only what he sees the father doing. The key to operating successfully as a child of God is knowing what the father is doing. We have to ask God, how do I do this? What is the approach that's going to work? Should I release power? Uh, should I exercise authority? Should I do this? What's the key? How do I, what, what devices, demonic devices am I up against? What are the names of the demons that this person you know, has that are controlling them? Right? You, so now we're getting into revelation. We're getting into words of knowledge, words of wisdom. We're getting into how God communicates to us his will. Secrets that we don't know. Things we don't understand. 
Um, I, I've talked about this before. When Denise, uh, she's had a lot of issues with gluten intolerance. I've prayed over her a thousand times and she hasn't been healed. And one night, uh, I was kind of desperate and I was talking to God. And I said, okay, 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 okay. Show me what I'm missing. What am I missing? What am I not getting? What, what is the key? There's got to be something I, am not, I have not thought of. What is the key? And that night in a dream, which is often how God speaks to me, not the only way, and it's one of the ways he speaks to me, he showed me that Denise has a DNA problem. So I, you know, <laughs> like, like uh, being presumptive, I thought, oh, we need to get her DNA healed. You know, great. Let's get her DNA healed. Well, there, that's not the only way to get around someone who has a problem with their DNA. You can actually do other things to overcome uh, genetic deficiencies and DNA issues. You don't necessarily have to get their DNA healed, although you could. There's another way to do it. And actually, De uh, Denise has been listening to these podcasts with this doctor who specializes in determining the genetic deficiencies that people have and then recommending supplements, nutrients, and some uh, medications that help your body function in, in overcoming your genetic deficiencies. She had a dream last night where she was taking where she, about two med some medications recommended by this doctor, and it has to do with methylation, the methylation process. Uh, we know that Denise has a deficiency of folic acid. Most people who have suffered depression uh, have a, uh, a folate or folic acid deficiency. It's the first thing that they prescribe for people who suffer depression. And uh, methylfolate is the form that the body uses. And methylation is a process of adjusting the, uh, the folate in your body, which is folic acid is, is an, a very important amino acid. And it regulates mood. And it uh, if, you're, if you're deficient, you're going to have depression. You just are. It's the way it is. So what she learned, I think, in the dream that she had last night was that God is going to help her in this process of overcoming some genetic defects that she has by getting her um, amino acid profile in line. Again, God showing her specific things she needs to do to be healed or adjust uh, messed up DNA. All right, just, just an example of how God gives us specific revelation about overcoming certain things. Now, um, when I first started praying for people to be healed of cancer, <clears throat> I was just commanding cancer to leave. Com tumor, I command you to leave. Cancer cells that command you to shrivel up and die, get out. And I was just using authority, commanding cancer to leave. Wasn't having a lot of success. So one day, uh, I received a request on Facebook. This was back in probably 2010, maybe 2011. I wrote about this in one of my books uh, on healing. And it was, 
We, we received two requests for prayer to heal cancer two days in a row. One request was actually, um, we got it through a private message. Um, Denise's, our, our stepdaughter, has a friend. Uh, she was, she had a, she had been diagnosed with a tumor. And she was going in for a biopsy the following day. It was a thyroid tumor. She was going into the hospital. They were going to do a biopsy to see if it was malignant. So uh, she asked for prayer. I prayed. And what I saw, I closed my eyes. And what I saw was, I saw a throne. And I had been reading some uh, messages in some books and talking, talking about authority. What does a throne represent? A throne represents authority, right? So I saw the throne and I was like, okay, Lord, I see a throne. What do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to understand that you are seated on a throne with me in heavenly places, right? So Bible says we have been seated with Christ in heavenly places, past tense. Not you're going to be there one day. It says past tense. You have been seated with him in heavenly places. So I felt like what the Lord was saying is under, I want you to understand you are seated on a throne with me in the heavenly places. Right? So I said, okay, I get that. And what I felt like the Lord wanted me to do was to make a decree. Just simply make a decree that this person would be found cancer-free, that, that, they, they would, that there would be no tumor. Now, there are different types of military strategies when, you're, when you are involved in healing. If one type of military strategy is you do hand-to-hand -hand combat and you do small arms exchange, shooting at each other if you're in the military, using a military example. Small weapons, fire. Then you can go to big artillery, fire. Then you can go to nuclear bombs, right? It's all different kinds of weaponry that you can use in warfare. There are all different types of strategies you can use in healing against the enemy. Now, hand-to-hand -hand combat in healing is commanding demons to leave or um, commanding a tumor to leave. You're just commanding. You're talking to the issue and you're telling it to leave. Jesus said, if you have... If you believe, you will speak to that mountain and it'll be cast into the sea. Say, move, and it'll be cast into the sea, right? He's, he was illustrating the concept of authority. There are other ways to exercise authority. If you are a king or an emperor, an emperor is the king of kings, by the way. It, it has been said that in the old days, we know, if you read the Bible, that in the I think it was in the spring, the kings would go out to war against neighboring kingdoms. The kings would lead their troops in battle against neighboring kingdoms. And one of the things you had to be, to be an effective king, you had to be a good warrior. You had to lead troops against enemy kingdoms, right? If you read through the Old Testament, you'll find out that very often, kings would go out to war in the springtime, lead their armies, right? Well... Uh, it has also been said that emperors don't leave their throne. An emperor 
doesn't go out and do battle. An emperor makes a decree, and his troops go out and do war for him. An emperor sits on his throne, he just makes a decree, and because he is an emperor, his uh, minions do whatever has to, be, has to happen. He doesn't have to go out and personally do war. All right. So I knew about that. And so what I did with this uh, tumor, this thyroid tumor, I just said, well, I declare that this woman is going to be found cancer-free. And that was it. I didn't make any, I didn't do any warfare. I command you to leave, get out, tumor shrink at nothing. I didn't do it. I just said I'd made a decree. She is going to be found where I am seated with you in heavenly places, Lord. I declare she will be found cancer free. Got a report the next day. They went in to, to do the biopsy. She's on the procedure table. The doctor is feeling around trying to find the tumor, which he can see on the scans that they did. He can see where the tumor is. He's looking at the scans. He's feeling around. He can't find the tumor. The doctor and the nurse go over, nurses, people go over in a corner. They kind of huddle. They're looking at the images. They're looking at the tests and they're like, well, it should be here, but it's not there. Like they're looking at, they go back. He feels around again where that tumor is supposed to be and they can't find it. It's gone. So they send her home. <laughs> completely healed. The tumor just was gone, right? That same day, I got another request for prayer for a person who had a brain tumor, right? That person was going in to have the brain tumor removed surgically the following day. So I'm like, okay, that was pretty cool. I just had a victory here. I'm going to do, I'm going to close my eyes. And I saw the same thing. I saw a throne and I was like, okay, I get this. Cool, throne. I see the throne. I'm going to make a decree. I said, Lord, as I am seated with you in heavenly places, I, de I declare that this person will be found cancer-free. Right? That was it. No, no fighting against this tumor. No, co I command you to leave. Get up. Nothing. I just made a decree. That was it. Got a report the next day. This is on Facebook. This person posted the prayer request on my Facebook uh, page. The next day, they posted a, a response. You're not going to believe what happened. They took this person in for surgery. They opened their skull. They went in to find the tumor. And it was gone. <laughs> the tumor was completely gone. They didn't. It was there on the scans. And when they went in to do surgery, it was gone. They couldn't find it. I was like, yes. We have a strategy that's working. All right. So... I have used that strategy against cancer uh, a lot in the last eight, nine years. And I, we have seen lots and lots and lots of people heal the cancer. All right. Here's the thing. I do not like formulas, but I do like strategies at work. So a formula is something that you come up with that you think is the, the one that's going to work. But a strategy is, from my perspective, is a strategy is something that God has specifically shown you. He's like, look, in this situation, this is how I want you to deal with this. Now, when I pray for people, I get, we get lots and lots of prayer requests. And on Twitter this morning, I got a ton of prayer requests, which I will, I, I, I honor all those prayer requests. I'll go in there and I'll pray for all those people. But when I pray... I try to be sensitive to what God is showing me specifically 
and I try to obey what he is showing me. And he often shows me a throne when I am, when we're going up against cancer. Very often, more often than not, I see a throne and I just make a decree and boom. And the person goes in to the clinic, they do a scan and no signs of cancer. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a big fan of formulas when it comes to prayer. Our prayer should always be led by God, spirit-led prayer. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in, in however he wants you to deal with this issue. But just realize sometimes there are strategies that work better than others. But nothing is 100% when it comes to healing. Uh, I have seen cancer healed in other ways as well. Uh, so... Just wanted to share that little bit of wisdom uh, with everybody this morning. God wants us to be healed. He wants us to be healthy. He has given us power and authority. You do not have to go to the man of God. Uh, you do not have to pay a lot of money to travel across the country to go to some meeting to get healed. It can happen that way, but you don't have to. God has given all of us the same power, the same authority, to heal all the diseases, all the sickness. You can even raise the dead if you have the testicular fortitude to go for that. Uh, it, just, it just takes a little faith. It takes a little boldness. So there you go. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. All right. I have to get back to writing a book about Q. Uh, <laughs> it is awesome. It is awesome. God is good. He loves you. Uh, love y'all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.